Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, when you use promo code DNVR, new customers, you can make a $5 NBA Moneyline bet and you're going to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only with code DNVR and only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I am Patrick Lyons. And I am Susie Hunter. Patrick, how are you doing this morning? Doing well. Doing well. We've got a lot of Rockies news to talk about, a lot of baseball news as we always. Had, we had news break right after we wrapped up the show yesterday, so we definitely do have a lot to talk about. We've got a future possible Rockies player going into the Hall of Fame, and it's not Todd Helton, and it's not Nolan Arenado. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that. Aaron Judge to the Rockies. I, some people are saying it, so we... Some people. <laughs> we have to discuss it, Did of we course. touch on this yesterday? Well, Lenny Dykstra was one person who oh, said it. Oh, there's another person outside of Lenny Dykstra. Oh, who yes. Said this. Yes. He's not part of the Lenny Dykstra army. He's not part of Nails Nation. I'll say that. So, <laughs> well, I'm actually very excited to hear more about this, Patrick. We've got the uh, end of year award finalists. I think I did okay, but there were a couple surprises who got in there. And uh, we'll see what, what time we've got left to talk about what's going on in Oakland and what may be going on in Las Vegas. Yeah, this is, we got to pack, we got to break this down. Unpack this. That's it. That's Rockies, the word I'm looking for. Rockies active again. They uh, they finish up their their coaching staff. They finalize it mm-hmm. uh, with two additions that a lot of people should be very excited about, and I and I think are uh, for their hitting coach. They hire Hensley Mullins, with who I mean, if you want a hitting coach that has a good nickname, you've got the all time greatest nickname for a hitting coach. Yeah, Bam Bam. I have. If you go by Bam Bam, I have nothing but faith in you that you are going to be the greatest hitting coach we've ever seen. That's pretty great, right? That's perfect. Hensley Bam Bam Mullins. I love the brand. Love the brand. He was uh, an assistant hitting coach with the Yankees last year, going outside the organization. Always a nice thing. Uh, Bench coach with the Mets in 2020. Maybe the coolest thing about his track record, dude's got three World Series rings during his time with the San Francisco Giants. He was a hitting coach there and... uh, 2010 through 2017 and then actually served as bruce bochy's bench coach in 2018 2019 uh, had a, a couple opportunities uh, getting hired and uh, uh interviewing as a manager for other teams so you've got a guy with bench coaching experience not as your bench coach but actually as a, a hitting coach so um you know that that's a nice resume to to have uh being added to the coaching staff that is a nice resume and i like having that winning energy mm-hmm. around Yes, that, that's He's a good gotten way of it done before, it. and maybe some of that will rub off on this team going into 2023. To be an effective coach, you don't necessarily anymore, at least, have to have had like a great playing career. Like you don't have to have, mm-hmm. you don't have to be a notable player. Emulins, yeah. uh, you know, wasn't. You know, he played parts of seven seasons in the majors. Played a little bit more in Japan. Had more success uh, over there, but. I looked it up. I had to look it up, and I may have to ask him. Mm-hmm. His first career home run came against Charlie Huff. Do you know who Charlie Huff is? No. Knuckleball pitcher. Uh-huh. Um, he might have even started opening day for the Marlins in 93. But, you know, pitch for forever. So he his first homer was against Charlie Huff, and then he later uh, eventually homered off of Randy Johnson. Talk about two totally different ideologies okay. and two different <laughs> deliveries and whatnot. That's pretty unique. That That's very unique. I do like that. He's also unique, and he's only the fourth uh, non-American-born coach 
in Rocky's history. So oh he wasn't gosh. born in the United States. Yeah. He was born in Curacao, mm-hmm. a little uh, Dutch island in the, in the Caribbean, which is kind of neat. Sandy Alomar was the first from uh, Puerto Rico in 2003, 2004. More recently, Tony Diaz uh, from the Dominican Republic. That doesn't Republic. count as the United States, Puerto Rico? Um, No. It well, what it's a it's a it's like a province or yeah, he wasn't born in the continental United States. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, I'm we'll just, stretch I'm just it out. asking. I'm just asking. It's, it, no, it's it's one of those things where it both is and isn't. I'm I'm drawing a blank. It's definitely not a state. We don't have 51 states. No, I know. Or 52. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, it it's uh, it we we do help them out quite a bit. Um, Tony Diaz, as I said, in 2017, 2018. And right now, uh, one of the assistant hitting coaches, Andy Gonzalez, Mm -hmm. uh, is from uh, Puerto Rico, too. So Mm -hmm. first, uh, Curacaoian? I don't actually know what the demonym is for that. Demonym is the term used for... We got the context clues. Thank you. That's it. (laughs) You got that. We were talking about that the other day, uh, yesterday with RK, about if you're from Glasgow, Glasgow, you're Glaswegian. That's my favorite. That's my favorite La Demonym. So I'm gonna look up what your <laughs> what we call them. If you're from Curacao. Karakin. Actually, that is what it is. It's Karakin. It? it came to me. There you go. I think so. You can double check. Uh I don't need to double check to be excited about their other coaching yes. hire. It was more of a promotion than anything. Warren Schaefer, mm-hmm. new third base coach, uh and infield instructor. And this is a guy who's been with the Rockies now for 10 years as a coach, seven years before that, because he was originally drafted by the Rockies, mm-hmm. uh, got as high as AAA Colorado Springs Sky Sox, uh, transitioned into coaching, and he's uh, he's had a lot of success everywhere he's gone. I actually thought maybe he would be the hitting coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was mildly surprised by that, but very excited, as were a lot of people in the Rockies community, that he is now going to be uh, at Coors Field on Bud Black staff. Yeah, and I know so many... This whole organization loves Warren Schaefer. He was he, loved. In, he was loved in Hartford. Mm-hmm. I know that Albuquerque's so sad to see him go. I know they were hoping they could get a couple more years out of him down there. But yeah, I think everyone kind of knew. You know, this is the trajectory, and it's going to happen soon. At least that's how I feel about it. But yeah, super exciting. I've known Warren Schaefer since Hartford. Yeah, and you wore your goats hat, so thank you. That's it. Yeah, I, I mean, I first met him back in 2018 and was like immediately impressed by this yeah. guy and you know young guy. And also, you look around the field like, all right, where's the manager? And he blends in with the players, yeah. right? Because he's still he's, a young guy. So he's, he's only young, 37. Yeah. yeah, keeps himself in in great shape. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a that's a really good addition. Pretty much everybody on the forty man roster that's been homegrown has has worked with him at, at some capacity. Because even if you look um, beyond his stint in Hartford, which started in twenty eighteen, before that twenty fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, he was in Low A Asheville. So you know he's he's brushed up against a lot of guys. Even uh, Antonio Sensatella, when he was eighteen years old at Tri City uh, <laughs> short season baseball, I think it was his first year in America. Boom, who was there as the hitting coach for the Tri-City Dust Devils? It was Warren Schaefer uh, in his first season as a coach. So a lot of history there. Uh, I think that's a wonderful addition. And right now, he's down in Arizona coaching Zach Veen in the Arizona Fall League uh, as the manager of the Salt River Rafters. So, again, this is a guy with really good pedigree, knows the system really well, knows these guys well, and I think he's going he's gonna to mesh and, and blend really, really well. Yeah, I'm excited to see him up in Denver. This will be fun. We've got some more good news uh, out of Albuquerque. More of, more of their loss is our gain. Right now, uh-huh. now they got to find a manager. Now there's yeah. an open spot. Maybe Jordan Pacheco uh, up- upgrades from a hitting coach. Mm-hmm. That was his first year coaching. Immediately jumping in as a manager, maybe 
Chris DeNorfia mm-hmm. you know, in Hartford go yeah. from double A up to triple A. We'll kind of wait and see what happens with the uh, the shuffling, but the coaching staff is set. Set uh, again, Albuquerque their loss, our gain. They did gain two all stars from the Pacific Coast League. Uh, it was announced on Monday. Winton Bernard in the outfield, Sean Bouchard as a DH. Twenty twenty two Pacific Coast League All Stars. Love to see that for those guys. Yeah, Bernard ranked uh, at or near the top of the PCL in many offensive categories, was first in batting average, uh, actually only the second isotope ever to win the batting title on the first uh, with the Rockies. Mm-hmm. Uh, 21 homers, 30 stolen bases, only the second isotope and first Rockies isotope uh, to have 20-plus homers, 30 or more stolen bases. Jock Peterson was the only other guy who did that. He did 30-30, so again, pretty good company to be in. Pretty good company to be in, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, my favorite fun fact that I learned out of this was entering this season in 10 professional uh, seasons as a pro for Wynton Bernard, one grand slam in his career. He hit two this year. <laughs> love that. I love that for him. Sean Bouchard uh, was fantastic. Uh, he slashed 300, 404, 635, 15 doubles, six triples, two of which he hit in a game. Uh, that tied Isotope's record. Mm-hmm. 20 homers, 44 walks, 56 RBI in only 60 games, believe it or not, set a career high in homers, walks, average on base percentage, slugging OPS. Sean Bouchard, Winton Bernard, all-stars in our hearts, but now officially all-stars <laughs> in the Pacific Coast League. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Good kids. Good kids. All-star people, too. Human beings. Also very true. Very true. Very also true. very true. Uh, Thomas Harding doing wonderful work over there on MLB. We got to have him in studio very soon. Uh, make sure you sign are up we? for it if when you don't we? already. When are we having him in? I, I just got to make the call. Oh, okay. That's it. I've been I've been pestering him all offseason. I've been going back looking through weird trades that the Rockies have made. Like, the Rockies signed Tom Goodwin to a three-year deal and then traded him after three months. What went on back there with that? And <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting the lowdown. He's uh, I love Thomas Harding. He's my Sherpa to all of those like minute details in Rockies history because yeah. he was there for all of it. Uh, does a wonderful job on the Rockies beat letter. Uh, points out a, a couple things and a couple moves maybe the Rockies might be looking to make this off season. We should mention also free agency officially starts on Thursday at 5 p.m. So. Uh, contract options need to be uh, figured out before them. Actually, uh, team option was declined on Scott Oberg earlier um, this week. So Scott Oberg is now a sixth free agent that the Rockies um, will have. We, we hope he's uh, he's able to play again. Obviously, the thoracic outlet syndrome that he's had that's kind of sidelined his career because of those blood clots. Yeah, that's um, such a shame. It is. It is. Uh, did, is going back to school. Um you know, to, to get, uh, I'm not sure what he's sports management. Mm-hmm. I think it's sports management type stuff. He was, he was the player representative for the Rockies. So he's a guy that, uh, the Rockies definitely want to keep around in the organization in some capacity. Uh, if it is no longer as a player, um, the only other option that we need to hear about officially is Charlie Blackman's player option, which he's already said, I think he even said it to you guys in, uh, when you're in Los Angeles, yeah. Yeah, I'm picking that up. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely coming back. He so, intends on staying. So that will happen. Non-tender deadline is another one of those key dates coming up next Friday. Wow. That's that's somewhere the, the Sam Hilliard trade comes from. You say, ah, we need to clear up some space on the 40-man roster. Let's see if we can uh, find you a better home in a trade. So could be a lot more moves happening in the next week and a half. But an interesting name that 
a Harding floats out there that I think would be a really good trade acquisition and would also really probably cross out the possibility of them acquiring uh, via free agency Brandon Nimmo. Mm -hmm. That would be Padres center fielder, corner outfielder, Trent Grisham. Gold Glover Are over you, here. That's it. He's mm -hmm. won two in the last three years. Um, you know, he does strike out a lot, so you don't love to see that. But no. as a left-handed bat with the uh, the shift being banned for next year, a couple more base hits are obviously going to be going his way. Uh, he has a low on-base percentage, so he's not going to be a top-of-the-order guy like a, like a Brandon Nimmo will be. Mm -hmm. But with, uh, I think, three more years of – or yeah, three more years of club control, he could be uh, a much more – cheaper much more reasonable option in the outfield still projectable i think he get 30 home runs at coors field yeah. he's got that kind of pop and he's also has a swagger about him he's only 26 years old it feels like he's been around for forever he does feel like he's been around for forever yeah he's he's an old soul he's he definitely is so uh <laughs> that would be an interesting addition I, I would also agree um another guy uh center fielder that may be dangled out there potentially mm -hmm. uh oriole center fielder cedric mullins he was an all-star last year as we know much lower strikeout rate only about 18%, whereas you know Grisham was at 28%. Mm -hmm. um, a lot more uh, wins above replacement. His on-base percentage over the last two years has averaged 340. So he would be more of a guy that you could you know put there at the top of the order. Don't know what the Orioles, uh, Orioles would be interested in, but uh, Rockies and Orioles have made a trade somewhat recently, the Michael yeah. Givens deal. Mm -hmm. So there's there's that little bit of uh, familiarity. The price. I don't know. I think I think the price for Mullins would probably be a little bit more than Grisham right now, but uh, nevertheless. We'll see what uh, Bill Schmidt has uh, in store if he can if he can pull out maybe another one of those trades that really helps move the needle, saves the team a little bit of money, and and allows them to target some of those needs that you you can't exactly always pick up in trades. That will be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, listen, we got we got one move out of the way. I hope we kind of keep this pace going. Yeah, yeah. Let's again. have an active off season. It will, yeah. It won't be segmented be like fun. last year. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. It would it definitely would be fun, It'd be and, fun. And, and we'll have we'll have still have plenty to talk about, even if all the other teams in the NL West are are making moves. Look, the Rockies are going to be making some moves. It's, the trade deadline is like a different beast in and of itself. It's mm -hmm. a bummer they they didn't take any steps. Mm -hmm. Where you go, you're maybe a little more hopeful for next year. You're, you probably have a lot more trepidation about next year's trade deadline because this year felt very much like a. A punt, not even a punt. Just like, hey, let's kneel. You know, let's let's hike the ball, snap it. We'll kneel down, and we're you know on our own two yard line. We're on their two yard line, and it's like, okay, you're just gonna put it in for a touchdown. It's this, this analogy is a football is not great. podcast now. Well, the analogy wasn't very good. The idea is <laughs> they basically just took a safety when all they had to do was punt. So uh, it's gonna be definitely better than that, and and hopefully we don't see that this weekend. For the Broncos uh, at our watch party here there down we go. on the corner of Colfax and York, where if you are a member to the DNVR.com, you know you get 15% off your bill. That's Seriously. huge. Even if it's the, the breakfast slash brunch menu, which is popping which is off. so good. It's very, very Hash good. Hash browns, parfait. Oh, we got Kale giving us snaps over there because <laughs> he loves it too. He loves that. He loves the discounts on the Broncos tailgates. We got another one coming up next Sunday. That's that's a Raiders game too. Oh, that's going to be insane. All the Raiders haters, man. That, that is a 
can't miss tailgate come out to that one and again if you want uh, an annual membership you actually get a free shirt from dnvrlocker.com if you just want to give us uh, a shot hey only 50 cents for that first month and you still get access to that members only discord as well as extra raffle tickets at all of our watch parties where yeah we do give away a bunch of free gear we're also going to tell you a lot about all of our other partners such as game time tickets Mm -hmm. it's the app that will save you buku bucks get you tickets for taylor swift that we learned yesterday you can get tickets on game time app for swifty i mean those tickets right now there's some for like 200 bucks i'm like that might be a a good deal yeah and but maybe might be snagging some look if you wait up to first pitch or in the case of a big concert first strum i don't know that's what it's called But you can get up to 60% off your tickets. Uh, I have done that in the past. A lot of other people in our company uh, have done that for for various games. It's it's true of concerts, baseball games, football, basketball, hockey, you name it. Check them out. Use our link, though, in our description to save. It helps us out just a little bit. bit. Uh, Join over 15 million folks who've downloaded the Game Time app and have scored the best seats to all their favorite events. Can't talk highly enough about game time ticket apps it's it's what i've been using for quite a long time yeah you've been using this for i mean i've been using this for a while too yeah yeah even uh, before they were they were sponsoring us yeah it's great to have sponsors that that you believe in like like DraftKings sportsbook obviously um you know basketball is back and DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba is allowing new customers out there to sign up with code dnvr where you can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet, and you're going to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. They also got stepped-up same-game parlays where you can boost your winnings up to 100% with bigger payouts than ever DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA, NKBO, and soon enough, the World Cup. Very Team soon. USA. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR. Make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet this week. Get $200 in free bets if your team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Aaron Judge, Colorado Rockies, plus 10,000. <laughs> Not great, but Not if that happens, much. you win the lottery twice because you've won 10,000. And you've and won Aaron Judge. You've won Aaron Judge. Now, the Yankees are the favorite. They're at minus 165. I do think he resigns with the Yankees. It would just be so, it's so hard for me to picture a right. situation where Aaron Judge is not a Yankee. But that being said, that doesn't mean that some teams aren't going to try real hard. Very and true. We've heard the Giants are going to go all in the next and he's, he's a california kid too so he's mm-hmm. from that area the next three teams uh, in order of odds for signing aaron judge giants plus 300 as you said mm-hmm. Susie. dodgers not too far behind plus 450 and the mets are plus 1000 at that point so he very well might may be coming to the national league <laughs> That would be that would be wild. Of course, as if this division isn't hard enough for us Rockies fans, seeing the Giants and the Dodgers in this conversation Oof. does not make me happy. Yeah, there are only 12 teams, I guess, that DraftKings is saying has like a viable shot because all of the other 18 teams are at plus 10,000. Okay. So, so if I said to you, Phillies and Padres, are they a team that have equal odds as the Rockies, or are they better? Better odds to sign Aaron Judge? I'm going to say better. 
I would have thought so too. And no? DraftKings Sportsbook said there's no way Padres or Phillies. No, they're not saying no way. It's just plus 10,000. So basically, wow. the Rockies have the same chance of signing the, <laughs> Aaron Judge as the National League champs, Philadelphia Phillies. Where do so the Astros live? We've land got in that. <laughs> um, I don't remember. I don't remember off the top of my head. I, th- I, think they, I think they might be one of the 12 teams that could possibly sign him. No, I don't think they are. I don't think they are. It, it was really like, it's sensible. If you look at the list, you're like, hey, look, just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean you're necessarily going to go after yeah. Aaron Judge. Because you're like, yeah, there, there's no fit. Bryce Harper, we'll see what kind of surgery he may need or may not. Yeah. He might need to DH all of next year. These are so good points. That no you're room up. in the outfield. There's no so room. that's not happening. There's no room. Uh, also, Royals plus 10,000. So <laughs> it's, it's just wonderful. <laughs> the question does have to be asked, Susie. Okay. How many home runs would Aaron Judge hit at Coors Field? Only Coors Field. Not if he's a Rocky, how many does he hit in a year? But Only if we just look at Field. Coors Field. So Coors Field splits. Who cares how many he hits on the road? How many do you think he could possibly hit at Coors Field over 81 games? I I really think he could he could get into the 30s. And we know that um the most in a season was 31. Yes. I don't so, type a shot. Yeah. So, I mean, even, even so 30 seems I low think, to me. I think but to your point, he, yeah. that's only happened one other one time. That's also like half of the season. So, because you're, if we're just counting games at cores. Sure. So, technically, that's kind of half of the season. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That would. So, it doesn't seem low to me. I don't think it sounds low. But I think, yeah, I think he could, he, he could have beat that. So maybe we should yeah. send him this clip so he as knows. As a challenge? As a challenge. Like, we do are you think challenging you, could? you. Do you think you could? Yeah, what's interesting, so yeah, Bichette hit 31 home runs in 1995. Did it in only 71 games. That was uh, after the lockout there. Mm-hmm. Strike in 94, White right. Bay, the World Series. They had a late start. Um, so he did hit 31s, one homers. That a- averages out to 35 over 81 games. So, so I think... Could be, I, I would set the number actually at 36. I think he would hit 36 next season just at Coors Field. What if he does that little, if he comes back with the Yankees when the Yankees come to Coors Field? Could he hit 36, he hit 36 in three games? <laughs> in three games. That would be a little high, but that's where I would go in on your 30. Yes. yes. And I would take your 30 on that one <laughs> in those three games. Yes. Absolute nonsense. Yankees over here. are coming to Coors Field next summer, mid July. Falls on the Taylor Swift day too. I so I'll be enough. missing one of those games. I already <laughs> know it. You have to. You have to be at Coors Field that day because I sure won't be. I'll be there. Uh, Galarraga at twenty six in nineteen ninety six, wow. and then the uh, the next two coincidentally right. are the top two post humidor era. Post humidor. Cargo hit twenty four in twenty ten, and Blackman hit twenty four in twenty seventeen. Just at Coors Field, the reason why I thought thirty is low is the split again when you go away from Coors Field it's going to be a lot harder to hit a home run so I think you almost have to front load a lot more home runs there what's crazy is Bichette hit 40 home runs in 1995 we just said he hit 31 at home he only hit nine on the road oh my god that's crazy low 31 at home really low only nine on the road yo those home road splits are no joke it legit legit um, we talked about all the uh, the opt outs and um 
you know, player uh, deals or mutual options or player options, team options. Jacob deGrom, Xander Bogarts have both opted out. Which of these players would be a better fit for the Rockies, <laughs> Susie? Um, uh, I mean... Uh, Throw an Aaron Judge, too. Who would be a better fit between those three? Uh, I think deGrom would just be the best really? fit. I think we need that. We need that arm. You know what? I I don't hate that. I I think this. I think Bogarts or Judge would be a safer pick, right? Because because they don't have the injury issues. Yeah. But if you're gonna do it, you might as well just say, "F it, let's yeah. go." Degrom. <laughs> it bolsters the rotation where they right. they are. They do need to make an addition. I think. I think you could make a trade and maybe invent an Aaron Judge. To, to a degree, like 75% of an Aaron judge, you could, you could manifest one of those guys. Maybe Zach Veen's already that guy. He, maybe he's a 40 home run guy. Uh, maybe not next year, mm-hmm. maybe 2024, but you are not going to manifest a Jacob DeGrom no. in a year or two or even three. Let's face it. So you know what? Let's go. Yeah. Let's, oh, Rockies I'm happy, are, Rockies I'm happy are going after Jacob DeGrom. <laughs> I'm happy you're on board. At the Susie Hunter. Let her know what you think. <laughs> She said, Rockies are going after Jacob deGrom. Let's go. I said they should. Uh, look, we <laughs> Listen, don't... the trade rumors just get all <laughs> twisted. We already talked to Patrick Saunders That's right. about this. Look, he said, without a shadow of a doubt, Brandon Nimmo to the Rockies. No, he didn't say he that. He did not say that. But you did say... No, you didn't say it. You didn't say it either about uh, deGrom. No, 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 no. Not at all. Now... But um, it'd be fun. It would be fun. Maybe Will Myers. He's a free agent. Ooh. Yeah. He just he just dominates at I don't know if that he it, it's that he dominates at Coors or he just dominates the Rockies in general. His his uh, his mojo has kind of worn off a little bit in the last couple of years, but uh, he's always been a Rocky killer. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens with that. We teased at the beginning: Could the Rockies be getting another Hall of Famer this year? Not Todd Helton. Yes, legit. So the Contemporary Era ballot was announced on Monday. One of our guys, Tracy Ringlesby, he actually had a hand uh, in creating this ballot of names. Uh, The results, of course, will be announced on Sunday at the winter meetings, December 4th, 8 p.m. Eastern. So 6 o'clock our time. We'll get the results here. Yeah, here are the the names. Okay. And, And some of them immediately just jump out as being nefarious or have mm-hmm. all kinds of controversy either because of their <laughs> politics or because of the steroid era. But you got pitchers, Roger Clemens and Kurt Schilling. Mm-hmm. And the hitters, you got outfielder Albert Bell, Barry Bonds, Fred McGriff, Don Mattingly, Rafael Palmero, and one-time Colorado Rocky, Dale Murphy. All right, let's go. He hit He's also a, a Philly. Yes, he hit... <laughs> One double in his career with the Rockies, <laughs> played in 26 games, uh, 42 at-bats, 49 plate appearances, just didn't have it, unfortunately. Um, what, what year what? was he with the Rockies? First year. The first year, got it. He okay. was like legit signed the day before opening day, and uh, good guy, like on the field, off the field, mm-hmm. really upstanding dude. Remember last year during the World Series? I think, was he wearing a Hank Aaron jersey? And then, or maybe he was wearing his jersey, took it off, had a Hank Aaron underneath, and then also reached into the jersey, pulled out the pearl chains via Jock Peterson. Jock Peterson, what a trendsetter he was that year. So he was having some fun with that. Uh, I even hear like when he retired, like, 
you know, he, you know, said goodbye to like every single person, even guys who had just been covering him for a couple weeks that he didn't know. Just, just a really class act guy. Uh, he earned back-to-back National League MVP awards with Atlanta in 82-83. Not very many people have done that. I think the number might be at 11. Mm-hmm. I've ever won back-to-back MVPs. Uh, had a five-year stretch where he won five gold glove awards in center field, four silver sluggers, seven-time All-Star, played in 18 seasons with Atlanta, Phillies, and... Technically one. <laughs> it was a season. <laughs> it wasn't a full season. one. Uh, he led the league in homers twice, RBIs twice, slugging percentage also twice, while posting a 30-30 season, 30 homers, 30 stolen bases, in 1983. So kind of had a short, dominant window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so maybe, again, it's a cheap one, but every team in baseball, other than the Rockies, have like a cheap one where you're like, this guy... Pudge Rodriguez wasn't a Marlin. Yeah, he was for 2003. but And he was a Yankee, too. And you go, really? Yankees fans are claiming Pudge Rodriguez? No. But, hey, he did have a cup of coffee there. Um, same thing with the Trevor Hoffman, where he played briefly with the Marlins. Okay, fine. Miami, if, if you want to celebrate that. Um, but Rockies, we only have Larry Walker. We don't have enough to celebrate right now. so We need a couple cheap ones. It would be weird if we didn't celebrate. <laughs> we will take this one. We will take Let us Dale Murphy. It. Let us have that it. That would give us two. That would be kind of cool if uh, if that did happen. So uh, we'll find out about that in less than a month. Yeah, it's coming up pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah, and then maybe Todd Helton does get the vote, and then we're going to have to make the pilgrimage. It's not Europe. It's not South America, Susie. It would but be Cooperstown. That would be our exotic. trip. It could be, yes. East Coast <laughs> is very exotic. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, what's not exotic is taking care of your teeth and the folks at Green Mountain Dental Group. <laughs> Seamless? Yikes. No, I, you, <laughs> you could see the seams on that one. You could kind of see the oh, seams. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was not your best work, but it was work. No, 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 no. <laughs> you could see the seams there, but what you're not going to see is plaque or gingivitis on your mm-hmm. teeth after a visit. To Green Mountain Dental Group, where they're going to hook you up with a $300 discount for full orthodontics treatment for new patients. All you got to do is mention DNVR Sports. Uh, They can also say with a free set of bleach trays, $350 value with a new patient cleaning exam and x-rays. Green Mountain Dental Group, located only 15 minutes outside of downtown Denver. Also got to talk about another pair of our green friends at Athletic Greens. Yes. It's how... We start our day. Had my greens this morning. That's it. It starts our gut health off in the right way. Whether you are an adaptogens guy like Kale Adaptogen Sorbo. He loves those adaptogens. It's it. Kale, do you even have a mic today? I don't. Oh, Kale has no (laughs) mic. He said yes, he does love them. You know who also loves their athletic greens? Greens. Uh, Whole Food Vitamins Vasquez. Super producer. You hear? Loves that as well. Uh, I enjoy the superfoods. Allie Monroy, a.k.a. Minerals Monroy. She enjoys the minerals that are in there. Probiotics Patty, they also call me. Look, you get 75 of these bad boys in just (laughs) one scoop. It's how you need to start your day. Head over to athleticgreens.com slash ROC. Those are the first three letters in Rockies. They're going to hook you up with a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. They're also going to give you five free travel packs. That's great when you go on the road. You know in Philly, boom, you rip it open, pour it in. packs with me. You don't have to to miss a day. You don't have to miss a day at all when you go to athleticgreens.com slash ROC to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional 
insurance. That's what it is. Also, what it is is Breck Brews Avalanche Ale. It's, it's Avalanche back. Ale season. It, we're back. Let's yes. go. I love Avalanche Ale. It, I love that it's a classic American amber pale that blends chocolate caramel malts and a well-rounded, flavorful beer. I just know that. That's beautiful. It's delicious. Well said. A poet over here. Well, look, I'm going to tell you this too. And th- th- this is an A. Bart Giamatti. Yes. From his, his poem. Mm-hmm describing baseball but it is poetic the caramel malts Susie, mm-hmm. they actually lend whispers of a toffee sweetness did you know this <laughs> seriously not. but there's also a touch of bittering hops that gives this beer a clean finish like edwin diaz right closes it out closes <laughs> out the taste look it's been crafted for balance like Garrett hampson Right, mm-hmm. it it can do a little bit of everything there. It's versatile and it's a satisfying anytime beer, like Chris Bryant. I don't get that one, but look, I got to read the ad as it says. <laughs> Is Chris Bryant a great anytime beer? No, Trying not to right that now. <laughs> Trying to figure that one out. Like, what's? How does that make sense? It doesn't. But what does make sense is heading over to breckbrew.com for their beer locator to find out where you can get an Avalanche Ale near you. We learned about the MLB draft lottery. We knew a lot of the information already, but if there aren't a ton of people talking about it, mm-hmm. it sort of falls flat and you're like, ah, tell me when it's more relevant. It's very relevant. It's, it's getting real relevant. It's really heating up. This is the first time that we're going to see this draft lottery. It's brand new to, to all of us. Very exciting. Yeah. Top six picks are what we're talking about. Rockies have a 3.9% chance at the first overall pick. It's more than they've had any other year because <laughs> they haven't had that, that worst record, for better or worse. Um, so that's kind of interesting. The top three teams, uh, which are the Nationals, Athletics, and Pirates, they have a 16.5% chance, which you go, that's not a lot. Combine those three, that's less than 50%, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Maybe just yes. barely, or maybe it's exactly. Eh, just barely. I think it's just barely less than Don't 50%. Don't make us do math on this show, no, Patrick. No, I know. Don't I apologize. do that to us. That's on me. That's on me. But again, this is a great way of ensuring that tanking will not go down. Mm-hmm. So the lottery is for the first six picks. And then after that, uh, from seven down to 18, it will really uh, just have to do with the, the win-loss order. Then it goes in order of the postseason teams and whatnot. Uh, what's also cool is small market clubs, they can only get a lottery pick for three straight years. So if you're looking at the A's saying, hey, you know what, let's tank for a little while. That'll be good. Build up our farm system so that if and when we move, we'll be really good. They can only do it for three years. So they can't totally abuse it like teams like the Cubs did, Mm -hmm. certainly the Astros. Those are obviously the the two biggest teams that we know that that tanked. Other teams did it, uh, but the Cubs and Astros did it really well. And then the larger market clubs, they can't do it two years in a row. So mm. if you are if you are in there and you get one of those top six picks, that's it. Next year, you could be the worst team in the game, but you are not going to get anywhere near those top six picks. What is the official designation between small market clubs and large market clubs? So a lot of it just has to do with being paying into the revenue sharing program. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of it is your market. It is how much you're, you're getting in, in television contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit about basically your, the, the metro area, like what's the population, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously New York, Boston, I think Philly's even considered mm-hmm. uh, in that, that large market spectrum. More teams are, are considered like in the small to mid market. Yeah. Um, 
but you, you've just got those few LA of course, mm-hmm. um, is, is another one of those. So San Francisco. So it, it's really just about, are you paying into revenue sharing or are you a small market club like Pittsburgh? I mean, think about it. Pittsburgh doesn't even have an NBA team, yeah. right? So they're, they're actually getting money. So before they even roll out a team, they've already turned a profit for the year. Mm. It doesn't, doesn't really matter what their win loss record is because they've got other teams paying them to kind of keep them above you know, a water and, mm-hmm. and keep them floating around, which they do need all 30 teams to do that. So uh, that's kind of that demarcation line just a little bit. The lottery order uh, will be announced December 6th during the winter meetings. I think that would be a Tuesday. Have you had any thoughts about what this show could look like? Are they, are they going to bust out some celebrities? Is it going to be similar to the draft where you could have like a representative from each team there standing there? Oh, that would be fun. That, I, I think, think that would be fun, right? I think right? that makes sense, though. I think, I think we we'll could definitely see, see something like that. I definitely think we'll see that. Who will who will represent the Rockies? That's my question. Oh, what? I think Clint Hurdle might be the best fit. Oh, yeah, for sure. That would be cool. Uh, Larry Walker, I think, would actually be better. I don't know <laughs> what the current state is uh, in the relationship between Larry and the organization. I don't know if they would necessarily ask him. Todd's... Uh, not a, uh, a primetime player in that way. I don't, I, I, I don't know if he smiles. Is he able to smile? Can't confirm. Can't, can't confirm, confirm, can't deny. I think you want someone that's able to smile. Mm-hmm. Todd's a great guy. What if they just have send Dinger out? That would be very Does Rockies. a little head spin. And then the Rockies <laughs> get the first overall pick, and then <laughs> the people on stage, Greg Amsinger's like, we can't even ask this friggin' Muppet like, what are the thoughts on having the first pick and what this is going to mean for the city of Denver? Great, we got to fill airtime. Yeah, that that would be bad, but that would be it would, classic It would Rockies. be pretty on brand. I think that would be, yeah. I'm going to say Clint Hurdle. We may have to do a draft lottery draft for who's going to be Ryan Spielberg's, maybe? Oh, yeah, that would be That'd a good be cool. one, too. You could even have... Some active players. You could even have someone like Brendan Rodgers go out and say, "Hey, you know, I was the third overall pick, um, so I, I was I was in that uh, the, the draft area, right, one through six. So that would be cool. I think you could still see some some current players. Kyle Freeland. I want to see Kyle Freeland. Yeah. I changed my pick. Kyle Freeland's going to be the guy who goes there. No. No. He won't. Oh, uh, that no. would be fun. It would be fun, but no. San, free trip to San Diego, maybe. If he can fit it in his busy travel schedule. Listen, he's living unless, his best life right now. Unless Machine Gun Kelly is in in town during that during winter meetings. Can, there's can, really maybe no. Maybe he is. He could be just vacationing no in Coronado. I love the comment too from uh, Alessandro in, uh, in our chat. Again, if you listen to this as a podcast, great. But head on over to the DNVR Sports Channel on YouTube. Troy Tulowitzki. Again, no. the relationship between <laughs> Tulo and... And the Rockies, Does not, not great right now, so I don't know if that'll happen. Jake Smith thrown out there, Charlie Blackman. Yes, mm-hmm. I could see that. He, uh, I think he'd be a good fit. I, I might even go Blackman over Freeland now. Now, when they do, the, are they board. actually gonna like you know spin the thing and take the ping pong ball out like it's at, like they're Manfred will probably have to, yeah. <laughs> well, no, they do like a whole envelope system now too. Or no, no, yeah, yeah, I think they do that. They I think ball, they're doing ping pong balls, and then it coordinates with like an envelope, and then you open it up. I really do hope they have the big placards that they do in the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. That that will be fun. I think that will get people excited. People might not know why. Like never before has anybody cared what pick the Rockies have like as, Oh man, I'm pumped. 
the final game ended, they've got the ninth pick. Like, th- that's not anything to celebrate, but this, this it's is something. Because it adds like a little bit of chance to it. It does, yeah. It adds a little, just like a slight flavor of chaos. It creates an event, right? It, it's mm-hmm. showtime highlighting baseball, highlighting the draft. Now people might care a little bit more going, mm-hmm. hey, you know, uh, you know, we had... Uh, the twelfth worst record, and you know, for a while maybe we're in the the playoff hunt, and we we slipped, and so we ended up having you know the twelfth, thirteenth uh, worst record. But shoot, we've got the third overall pick now. We somehow won the lottery. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to care a little bit more. It creates something from nothing, and we know that's always a good thing. That's we thrive on creating something from nothing. I quite <laughs> literally. Had nothing, Susie. This nothing. is I, this this is I, I can't understand this. Maybe the algorithm was broken. Mm-hmm. Broken. There was nothing on my feed yesterday about the Astros parade. I had to search it out. I saw one thing about the Astros. Okay, I parade. did. I did too. Was it the fight? No. <laughs> okay. There was a fight. That was it between two Astros fans. Yeah, a bunch of gals getting uh, getting in a tiff. I, who's, who's handsomer, Jeremy Pena or Troy Snitker? Yeah, deep cut. He's a coach. Deep anyway, cut. Deep cut. That was it. That <laughs> was Troy it. Snicker handsome? I don't know. A don't really know. random pick when Justin Verlander married to a supermodel is right there. What, what about Brian Snitker? Has, did the apple, if, if you like the tree there, you might like where the, the apple has fallen from the tree from Troy Snitker, his son. Big, big Brian Snitker guy. I, uh, I'm, 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 not, head nods. I'm not. <laughs> um, uh, I'm looking up Troy Snitker now. Um, this might need to be an episode. Our top 10 hunkiest coaches in baseball. I'll make my list. You make your list. Troy Snitker. Are you in on that? Troy Snitker is, um, he's a Sagittarius. He's just a couple weeks older than me. Would you, if I made a top 10 hunky coach list, would you do one too? No. <laughs> Why not? Maybe. Fun. Maybe. Okay, maybe. Maybe. Right, I'll take it. See, like we'll you can it. do that, but when I do it, I know it's you're a saying. different, it's a, it comes across differently. Professionally? Yes. I understand for that. Mm-hmm. understand that. So respectfully, yeah, I just I will be making that list then. <laughs> yeah, you can make that list. <laughs> and you can judge me for who I got. And you okay. can take a look at Troy for yourself. He's all right. He's yeah. fine. I think he might look more like his mom. I don't know that that looks like Brian Snitker necessarily. But the women were fighting. We can't confirm or deny (laughs) if it was over Troy Snitker. Look at me. I'm bringing us back for the first time. Usually it's you bringing us back. (laughs) This truly is an off-season show. And the off-season sues. All right, what what was the one thing that you actually saw that came up naturally on your timeline? I saw, honestly, it looked like an Astros fan who had climbed a pole. But it was this dude who was, like, wearing no shirt, had his face painted, had all kinds of crazy stuff going on. And the, the comment on it was, like, imagine calling out of work and your boss sees this picture of you. Yeah. And that well, was the only thing. That I'll was the that only thing I saw from the Astros parade. There were some schools, a lot of schools probably in the Houston area, mm-hmm. that gave kids the day off so they could go. Maybe he didn't call out of work. Maybe he's a principal. You know what? I feel like, too... Um, I feel like if you're calling out sick the day of a parade, you might as well not call out sick. You might as well just say, I need to take a personal day for the parade. That's because true. no one's going to believe that you're sick. Oh, shoot. With the daylight savings, I was totally a day late. Like, what? That's not how that works. <laughs> I, tried to pull, I tried to pull that yesterday. You did. I did. You, I did. you, you did all right. Uh, two million people showed up. Mattress Mac was on top of a bus. They're chanting his name. Good for him. They're also chanting, we want Houston. I do kind of low-key like that. I think that's as a good rallying cry for the team and the city. Yankees were saying, we want Houston. 
I mean, it really was just the Yankees, but still, just the this Yankees idea of like, said it the you loudest. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I kind of dig that. Uh, and that didn't work out for the Yankees. No, no. it did not. We want Houston. I, I like Are you that. sure you do? You sure you do Yankees? Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yankees <laughs> I don't. don't. Want Houston. Yankees definitely don't anymore. Uh, there's There was a new tradition made where they tossed a hat up a parking garage about 10 stories. So oh. usually you drop a hat. <laughs> They were tossing it up. That's funny. Uh, for some reason, there was a politician that was in the parade, and he was booed nonstop. Oh, wait. Hold on. This I did see this. Okay. I did see that Ted Cruz was in the parade. Why was he in the parade? But someone also threw a, like, really chucked a beer in his head. Yeah. That guy got arrested. But honestly, that that was a good throw, and I think that someone should sign him. It's true. Yeah, last year, someone did that, Dansby Swanson. <laughs> caught a can, drank it. I think a few Avs players did that also. And then, yeah, this guy does it to the wrong person, I guess. You know what? It Got arrested. I, I'm not sure. It, I don't know what the intentions were. I don't know if it was like a, yeah. ah, I don't know if the it was one, a Because it didn't really look like a crowd. toss. It was, it was the, like, it was gas. Yeah, there wasn't a spiral on it, like a safe spiral for you to catch it. It yeah. was, you know what? This is going to be it like an missile. onside kick. <laughs> it was more of a squib kick. It was a squib throw at the the guy that nobody was really cheering for. You named him. I did not name names. I just said politician. Oh, it was just Ted Cruz. It was Ted Cruz. I don't was, know. Yeah, it was a politician. I'm just naming who it was. Look, it is it is election day today. So. It is. That's it. We have a lot of people sounding off about this parade talk right now. They're pumped. Yeah. They're pumped. I love this. The parade Uh, would still be going on in Philadelphia. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Ryan. (laughs) The parade would be actually like a multi-day event. In all seriousness, I'm going to get serious for a second. Okay. Because this isn't anything to joke about. Um, We talked about how... There were three days of no violent crimes in Philadelphia when Philly won. Mm-hmm. And there was legit like a, sh- a, a decent shooting. Like didn't like nine people get killed on Saturday night um, in Philadelphia? Were they killed or were nine people oh, shot? Maybe they were shot. Maybe they were shot. I, you know, I don't you know. probably would have heard about it a lot more if they died. But I, I was like, uh, I was like, ah, oh, damn it. So there were a couple times where I wanted to say like, oh, man, people in Philly, it's going to be crazy. And I was like, actually, it could legit be crazy. So I'm not going to say that. And I'm glad I didn't. And unfortunately, it did turn out yeah, to be crazy, no, which is sad. That is really sad that that's actually how it went down. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's weird. That that, that That's uh, but there's obviously a, very sad mm-hmm. that that did happen. A bag of slime got hit with beer. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, easy now. Easy. <laughs> easy. Uh, we did have some news uh, last week. It was rumbling. You pointed it out to me yesterday that it's now a little bit more official. GM, Perry Manasian of... The Manassian. That, that's how I hear most people saying Manassian. Perry Manassian, mm-hmm. GM of the Angels, saying Shohei Otani will be in an Angels uniform on opening day. Poor Shohei. Last week, no appetite was the quote that came out. They had no appetite in trading Shohei Otani. So he's going to be an Angel, for better or worse. Poor dude. Okay. Now we have another year of speculating of what may or may not happen with him. Oh, I just feel bad for I feel bad for Shohei. Feel bad for Mike Trout, even though he signed that big stupid contract, knowing exactly what he was getting into. He did. He did. He could be with the Phils. He could have Phillies had team. it all. Maybe. He he just could have had everything. Well, they you know they say don't go number two where you eat. 
So technically, <laughs> technically, you you may Actually, not want to like play. Think about like, that's a good that's a good point. That's a good t- like good it's point. it's it's it is a rarity I think mm-hmm. in in a lot of ways of like going back home to that place. Like you you maybe want to have some distance. Not that you're like oh well. What kind of confidence do you have in yourself? Like oh, you don't think it's going to work out? But no, it's again you want to maybe have a little bit of a little bit of space. But then again, look at Chaz McCormick saying like wow I really let my childhood self down by robbing that hit from. My hometown team. True. The team that I loved my whole life. Chris Bryant, again, I mean, he's he's a local kid from Las Vegas playing for the Rockies, right? I mean, I think... Was, totally different. Totally it, different. That was really funny last year when John Heyman, like, first put rumors out there like, hey, may, maybe he could play for, you know, one of the area teams. If you're in Las Vegas, Colorado is not an area team. Yeah. At all. No. Not even close. Nope. Not in any way, shape, or form. And anyway, uh, does he play for the Las Vegas A's uh, at the end of his career? The Rockies trade them too to help establish that team. I, I don't want to talk about the the Oakland situation just yet. We'll see if we can get get to that conversation on on Thursday. Mm-hmm. There's we're we're backlog. We're backstocked in conversations. We got to talk managers. There's a bunch of new managers. I know you talked with Herb Lawrence on Friday about uh, Pedro Grafol. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll we'll get to that on Thursday. A lot of new skippers. A lot of new coaches in and around the game. So much is happening. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but the end-of-year finalists were announced. There were a couple I was surprised about. Julio Urias, Urias uh, uh, National League Cy Young Award candidate. Eh, I guess I can see it. I mean, he was he was good. No, he was. You know? He was. I think there could have been some spillover from, I think he was a finalist last year as mm-hmm. well. Uh, did win a lot of games, which, uh, shout-out to our guy Manny Randawa. Kill the win. Win doesn't necessarily yes. <laughs> mean anything. I was a little surprised Bobby Witt did not uh, um, become a finalist there in the American League. Andy Rushman yeah. did sneak in there. No problem with it, but I thought maybe because Bobby Witt was there all year long, that you know maybe would have given him the edge. Apparently not. No, no, it was not. Um, and in the National League, the two guys, I said the 101-win managers in Brian Snitker. Mm-hmm. He's getting a lot of airtime from us today. He really The whole <laughs> Snitker family. Is is very well liked on the show, apparently. Snitker uh, is a finalist uh, with 101 win Atlanta, mm-hmm. as well as William Nathaniel Showalter II, better known as Buck Showalter. <laughs> but no no Bob Melvin. No Bob Melvin. No, no Bo Bob Mel. I, I thought there was a chance. I was really surprised about that. I, I feel like, and you can't bet on this anymore now because we already have the finalists, mm-hmm. and I'm sure DraftKings probably already knows Who's just going to win? Like mathematically, like you can like just figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, they got some really smart people over there setting lines. But I would, I would, I don't know, bet everything I own that Dave Roberts would have to be the manager of the year. He he was the only one that was that was my finalists, mm-hmm. and two other guys ended up sneaking in. So to me, that just says it, it's got to be his year. Just for like, hey, look, you did it again. Hundred eleven wins. You got a really good team. So you got a really great organization. But you know what? We're we're gonna give it to you now. Mm-hmm. It's like Denzel Washington winning an Academy Award for Best Actor for Training Day, and you're like, yeah. I mean, he was in way better movies even before that. But at some point, we just he gotta give owed. you the award. He is owed the yeah. award. Yeah, and so that's where David Roberts is uh, is gonna go ahead and get in there. Uh, Alec Manoa did get in ahead of Shohei Otani. A little yeah. bit surprised by that. Little bit. Little bit. I'm all right with that. Uh, Jordan Alvarez in there as a finalist with Otani and Judge. 
I had Ramirez, maybe even J-Rod, but okay, Jordan is the guy who goes in. And yes, Nolan Arenado is a finalist. Of course he is. Along with teammate Paul Goldschmidt, this will be very this will be an interesting vote from the BBWAA. There's a chance this could be one of the closest ever MVPs, mm-hmm. I think. I think you know, Arenado has, has kept saying Goldschmidt's the guy, he should get it. And he was almost like the incumbent throughout the year. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of metrics that really suggest Arenado was actually better. There's a chance he could be the NL MVP this year. Here's my question. How often, <clears throat> Patrick, Encyclopedia Patrick, it's Mr. Rare. Patty Stats, how it's often rare. do we see two teammates up for an MVP? It is very rare. Very rare. So that's where it makes you think they're going to end up splitting votes or taking votes from one another. This idea of like, well... Goldschmidt had Arenado. Arenado had Goldschmidt, mm-hmm. who led the San Diego Padres, granted as a wild card, but with all the craziness going on, a lot of superstars there, but still a lot of craziness going on. Who did it? The guy who posted every single day, Manny Machado. That's where Machado could go in and, wow. uh, and, and, and take the MVP award. That's why I think this could be really close. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly closer between first and third. That's what I'd be interested in, in seeing. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, this could be like the closest, like the, the, the winner and the third place guy have ever been in MVP voting or any kind of awards. It, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll just be really fascinating and then, to see what will happen. And then when do, we, when do we find out? We find out next week. Next week, okay. Immediately. Uh, we jump around. Monday is Rookie of the Year. Tuesday, Manager of the Year. Wednesday is Cy Young Award. And Thursday will be the MVP how, of leagues. How nice of them to space it out so we can just have a, a full week of this fresh content. That's it. Yeah. How nice for them. Kale's over there laughing. <laughs> Do any Rockies maybe get a Rookie of the Year award vote? Probably not. Uh, they only go three deep, so I don't mm-hmm. think anyone's going to get a third place vote. Does Bud get a third place vote? No, I, I thought last year there was a chance that um, maybe he could. There was this scenario that one person maybe would give him a third place vote. I don't see that this year. Cy Young, nope. MVP is top ten. Mm-hmm. There's a chance there is there's no Rocky in the top ten. I think that would be the first time in in team history no one's had a top ten vote in three consecutive years. Oh no! Not even a top ten vote. There's a chance. I think someone might give CJ Crone a tenth place vote. I think there might be someone out there that does it. And not even necessarily from Colorado. Mm -hmm. I think there is a chance of that. The other one also that surprised me is the one I said that was the most obvious that was locked up uh, on Monday's show saying, here, here's who I think is going to be finalists. It was going to be Terry Francona, Scott Service, Locks for AL Manager of the Year. Dusty Baker, come on. It's got to be a lock. No. Brandon Hyde. Didn't Uh, go to the postseason with Baltimore, but definitely – kept them in it even after the trade of Trey Mancini yeah I was I mean I was definitely so surprised at how in it the Orioles were right at the end of the season um and I yeah so I'm like a part of me is like oh I'm so surprised to see this name here in this top three but at the same time what was I thinking yeah a lot well no I, I I think you had the same thought process I did these guys typically get overlooked mm-hmm. like have a team like again that's where Bud Black Very maybe true. gets a third place vote for what he was able to do last year again Rockies were never in it but people were saying oh, this is like a 64 win team they were a lot better than that so 
Same thing with Brandon Hyde. You go, they only won 83 games, but because of everything that Baltimore has been dealing with, it's like that's the last team you think is going to get coached up to even come close to have a winning record, let alone four games over 500. Mm -hmm. I think this is that instance you say, no, 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 you know what? He deserves a little bit of credit. Definitely not manager of the year, but that's why you've got three spots for that. You say, hey, these two guys were great. Brandon Hyde, he got a lot more out of the Orioles than, say, Dusty Baker got out of the Astros. Mm -hmm. I would would agree with that to to a certain element, but... uh, but he's in there, so that's pretty cool. I like Good it. for them. They I like are it. Good for them. They're on the come up, Yeah, which is nice to see. We're on the come up. Still three more days. Three more come ups. Comes ups. Something like that. No. No? <laughs> Family right. show. That, that segue was uh, no bueno. It was questionable. Questionable at best. But, but it's fine. We've got so many more opportunities this week. We do. For... For better segues. And Friday's show, not at 5. It'll be at 3 o'clock because the o'clock. Nuggets are playing at 5. So can't compete with the Nuggets. And the bar opens at 3 too. So the bar will be open. Yeah. So we will start out the show. Kelly, you'll be producing me, right? Yep. Yeah. Kelly will be producing me. I'll pop downstairs afterwards, have a little Sue's happy hour. I love I my love Friday it. shows. They're so fun. So yeah, you guys got to come to the bar, marketing your calendars that's it and if you're not able to come down to the bar or if you're not even in the area and that's not even a possibility you can still get in on all the action with a membership to the dnvr.com see what we're doing over on twitter at dnvr underscore rockies at patrick d Lyons is where i'm at on twitter and you can find me at the Susie hunter on all platforms this has been wonderful but you know what they say about the momentum especially the momentum that we built here today what do they say it's only as good as your next show so we'll talk to you tomorrow at 11 a.m